With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts thanks for listening to the doug gottlieb show podcast Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Beyer. Our technical difficult It's technical difficulties week here on Fox Sports Radio. We'll be connecting with Doug in a matter of minutes or so. This is what we should expect, though, because this is the NFL. This is what happens in the National Football League. And what happened in Week 9 with the craziness of the Cowboys being taken out by the Broncos with relative ease, the Bills pulling an absolute stinker in Jacksonville, and now you have the Baltimore Ravens, who were in that discussion as the best team in the AFC after what happened in Week 9. Ravens came in with an overtime victory against the Vikings last Sunday, while the Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins, were able to squeak past the Houston Texans, and that set up what the NFL is in Week 10 on Thursday tonight ladies and gentlemen doug gottlieb is here so uh dan it's interesting both you guys you and jay stew were right my only thing that i was actually right about was the under but it was it was an ugly game but a bit of a telling game i I guess the, the question becomes you know how many close or semi-disappointing performances can we see from the Ravens before we start to question the legitimacy of their record, right? And, you know, my I've been tracking this thing, right? I am not necessarily results-oriented person, right? It's more process. And if the Lions are the worst team in the league, they survive the Lions. And you go, okay, everybody's entitled to a stinker. I agree with that. 
The problem is that they've had several stinkers, and last night was the stinkiest of stinkers. And, and I also think that, look, we, what we do with Lamar Jackson is we do the opposite of what some will say. There will always be people who will question any sort of questioning of Lamar Jackson. Well, it's because one scout, I actually know the scout, wanted him to line up and run routes with wide receivers. Well, it's because he was this or he was that. Like, quarterback criticism is universal. It just is, right? I mean, look, Baker Mayfield's a former, former number one overall pick, and how much criticism has he got? He even got criticism from Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad, right? So... Tua Tungavailoa has gotten plenty of criticism from yours truly. I just don't see any wow plays. And so when early in the year or before the year began, people were saying, hey, listen, um, you know, there's a chance the league has caught up to Lamar Jackson. It was brushed off and brushed aside. And it's because you look at the totality of the stats and you're like, man, he's the MVP. They have a winning record. They're a great team. He's their quarterback. He makes the plays. He has a great team. My pushback is really simple. How we're judging Lamar Jackson's stats and how we're misevaluating them is very similar to what we've done with Russell Westbrook. That's it. He's, and I'm, I, I don't know if he's, I do feel like there's a chance he's a little better at what he does in terms of the top end in the playoffs than Russell Westbrook. But you can use this with James Harden as well. Look, the stats that guys are putting up in the NBA, more previous to this year than this year. But the stats, well, you, you couldn't really judge them against the previous 25-year seasons because there's more possessions. So more possessions mean more shots, mean more assists, mean more rebounds, more possessions. In terms of the points, when you shoot a much higher volume of three-pointers than any previous generation, and when, a, when it's worth, you know, um, when it's worth three more than two, 10 points, you know, double digits or your point total is, very, is, is a, a different sort of math than we've seen. And then you factor in that there aren't the power forwards, that there aren't the slug it out games, that everybody's spread out and playing five out around. The point is that we, we judge the stats based upon traditional stats. And based upon traditional stats, Lamar Jackson has been outstanding. Right? But if you really, really dive in and you really do your due diligence and you really try and check out the Baltimore Ravens, I think you'd agree that he's had halves that aren't great. He's had a couple games that aren't great. And last night was one of them. And remember, as much as they dominated the Chargers and they beat the Chiefs 36-35 and it come from behind win, okay, let me read you the other wins on their schedule. The Lions on a, on a record-setting field goal. The Broncos. I believe Teddy Bridgewater didn't play. The Colts. The Chargers, the Vikings. What do those teams have in common? None of them are any good, right? I mean, they got the Bears next, who they have new life, but the truth is that the Bears aren't an elite team. Then Browns, then at Steelers, then at Browns, then Packers, then at Bengals, then Rams, then Steelers. It gets real for the Ravens. Now, they do get the benefit of the fact they get a couple extra days off. But this is not me telling you Lamar Jackson stinks. Please don't do that. Oh, you're a Lamar Jackson hater. No. No, but he does have eight interceptions. He's, he is on pace to throw for over 4,000 yards. But again, everything is put. It's, it's a, it's they do their Russell Wilson as well. Right? And I think, I, I could be wrong, but I believe that a good portion of his struggles at times, because it's not the defense's fault that he has interceptions or that he fumbles. It's Lamar Jackson's fault. And what people have figured out is blitz him, keep him in the pocket, make him sh- throw the short and underneath routes. And if you do that, you got a great chance to beat him because he's just, he's not going to pick you apart deep. He throws a great deep ball, but deep within his zone, outside the numbers. Yeah, that's not, I mean, how many times last night did we see him throw one of those little sidearm fling balls, you know, at the line of scrimmage behind the sticks because 
it was pretty obvious what the Dolphins were doing. Blitzing, keeping their guys in front, no home run balls, being physical, and then run, and then rallying to the ball and tackling. Like Again, I'm, I, I can't because I'm not capable like so many much brighter true football people will tell you, but it was pretty obvious that they had m- incredible opportunities. They couldn't move the football. And again, this is not just Lamar. It's also the defense isn't as good, as was pointed out time and again in terms of against the pass. And they're on like their sixth or seventh running back, and they've had issues. Ronnie Stanley out for the season, only really played one game, but that's where their money's tied up. So I, I, I look at last night's game, and as much as I'm the dope who picked the Ravens to cover but the under, and I was wrong on half of that, but I was really wrong on the Ravens, I do nod my head because if you were listening yesterday, we talked about some of the uneven performances. And uneven is a nice way of saying they didn't play really well. And if you can limit Lamar, if you can limit the home run plays, you can keep them in the pocket. This is the flaw. This is who he is. It's okay. He's still a very, very productive, explosive player. And not everybody can, not everybody can blitz the way that Miami can blitz. Not everybody has the scheme that Miami has. Uh, this was Brian Flores on why Tua, because the other weird part of the game was, right, that Tua, and they pointed this out at halftime as well, right, where they're like, wait, Tua can play, but he's not starting. Why is Jacoby Brissett starting? Then Jacoby Brissett tweaked his knee, then Tua came in, and at first he looked um, very, very inaccurate. Here's Flores explaining why Tua didn't start, but finished. I said this last night, we try to you know, protect players from themselves trying to avoid that situation you know, with him banging his finger last night. You know, we got we to gotta take it day-to-day with both players and see how that goes. Um, but this isn't like a, and I think people are trying to turn this into a controversial situation where, you know, we don't want this a certain player to play. You know, I, I try to look out for the best interests of the players individually, the team, you know, all those things play a role in, in, in the decisions we make. And that was the case last night. This is Brian Flores today asked, uh, excuse me, he was asked after the game if Tua was his guy. You know, Jacoby was, was banged up yesterday. Same with Tua. Thought Tua did a good job of kind of fighting through, you know, the discomfort. You know, he's obviously, uh, we all saw him bang. He, he banged his finger too in the game, which you know, that's kind of the, what we were trying to avoid. So I think, you know, uh, the situation with Tua, obviously, you know, I've said many times, you know, he's, he's, he's our quarterback. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Kind of quickly here, this is uh, Lamar Jackson on what went wrong. I was hot. Like we, we weren't scoring no points. We just started putting our defense out there. They played a great game. Like you know, Dolphins had their little play. They had their great players on offense, but I feel like our defense played lights out, man. We just weren't getting it done on offense. So that's why I was mad. If you was on offense, you would be mad too. It's ridiculous. Uh, I don't understand it either. Um, we just got to do a better job at that. You know, hitting the ground running like we supposed to. Um, and then start by, you know, staying calm and just doing us. Don't, don't put nothing extra on our mind. Huh. So m- maybe a little insight into what was going wrong as they started forcing it. And but there was a, a, it's a little bit like what Lamar said, like they can get frustrated. They had plenty of opportunities to go down, drive down and score and and win the game. And they just couldn't. They couldn't get anything, anything going. And so you start to look at the Ravens and you say, like, you know, look, I don't love Big Ben. I like Lamar a lot better than Big Ben at this point in Big Ben's career. But I do like the fact that the Steelers can kind of find a way. While the Bengals aren't, quote unquote, there yet, you know, the Bengals are still very, very capable of winning games. And then the Browns, as they get healthy and seem, at least seem, to be a cohesive unit, especially now that OBJ's gone. I think most people believe, especially in the defensive side of the ball, they have the most talented team in the division. The Ravens aren't complete frauds, right? This is not like they've played the Jets and the Jaguars on a loop. But their schedule hasn't been strong. They've played down to the level of competition. And there is a sense that while the league still is going to struggle to tackle Lamar in space and can't let him throw that beautiful deep ball that he throws, there is a sense of, if you got the personnel to do it, if it's close to how you like to play, you blitz him, you keep him in the pocket, you keep everybody in front, and, and you, you make him make the harder, closer, short, mid, you know, mid-range sort of throws. It's not figuring him out, but it's figuring out how to slow him down. 
and it seems to be frustrating the Ravens. This is not the first bad performance against a bad team. Don't believe me? I give you the Lions. And heck, I even I mean, go and look. And this is a team that, that even struggled not just with the Lions, but with Minnesota, who's not great. They were bad against Indy for a half. And, uh, and you know, the Kansas City Chiefs as well, who they beat. But the Chiefs are not, I don't think anybody believes the Chiefs are anywhere near what they have, what they have been. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. A lot to get to. Matt Stafford said something interesting about integrating OBJ into their offense. What is it? You'll find out next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day, getting you ready for an awesome, awesome weekend. Uh, crazy day in Southern California. It is, I mean, it's like summer. It's like summer. So it's amazing. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. is an L.A. Ram. We discussed it some yesterday. We'll discuss it some more today. John Middlecoff will join us in a moment. Matt Stafford's his quarterback. Here's Stafford asked about how he sees OBJ fitting in. I've played with a bunch of good ones, you know, in my career, and, and uh, he's definitely uh, he's up there. He's a talented guy. It's one of those things where everybody on our team carves out their role. They do a great job of figuring out what that role is going to be, you know, and going out there and proving it, you know, both on the practice field and in games and, and getting those opportunities. I know he'll do the same. You know, there's a lot of time between now and, and, and that, and we just got to make sure that, uh, you know, we're on the same page, go out there and play ball. Uh, that, that's, that's the non-answer answer, right? You know, we just got to make sure we're on the same page. I, I just, I do wonder, I wonder what his own personal expectations are. You know, I, I heard Bucky Brooks on with Cowherd earlier today, and he said, like, look, Antonio Brown came through for them in the playoffs. That's what the Rams need from him. Like, yeah, but do you think that's what Odell Beckham Jr. believes he can provide? I don't think any of it matters if their offensive line doesn't improve. Their ability to run the football doesn't improve. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. So, you know, I don't, I mean, Cooper Cup is going to be the guy. He has been the guy through two quarterbacks. He'll be the guy through multiple wide receivers. He's listed, again, I'll use Bucky Brooks, who you hear on this show, Move the Sticks, along with Daniel Jeremiah, former scout, former NFL player himself. He listed Cooper Cup as the offensive player of the year. Like, he's going to get a ton of looks. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you got Robert Woods, who, SC, from L.A., solid receiver, who wants the ball more himself. I don't think that truly matters, but in terms of Odell Beckham Jr., like, I don't know if, if, if this ends up uh, really satisfying him. Really satisfying him. Because we can say, hey, they weren't winning a ton in Cleveland this year. They won some, but not enough. And he wants, yeah, yeah fine. They won last year. They were a playoff team last year. He wasn't happy. Okay? Then he's been hurt. Like everyone saw this coming, especially me. And, you know, look, if winning was important, I saw... Some, some fodder on social media. The Packers only offered him a minimum. Well, the Packers can't offer more. Do you want to win? Do you want to play with a great quarterback? Do you want to play with a guy who's going to get you the ball? Go to Green Bay. I, you're going to win in L.A., but in terms of getting the football a ton, I don't know. Seems like there's far more holes, and this doesn't shore up any of them. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's uh, welcome in John Middlecoff, NFL analyst, former scout, host of the Three and Out podcast. John, what do you think of OBJ in L.A.? You know, I, I think the Rams had a really good thing going in terms of their core players from Stafford. You know, obviously it was a new addition, but their, their best player, Aaron Donald. Even Jalen has done a really good job fitting in. And then Whitworth you know, probably the longest tenured guy in the league on the squad who's a really good player, like high-character guys. Then they add Vaughn Miller, who, you know, we can question is he still an elite guy or not. You know, the tape, you know, and the injuries would say no. But he's a proven leader. He's a proven winner. He's a proven champion. And he's also proven that, like, when times go bad, people still like him around. I think the OBJ is a pretty big risk in the sense that, one, they don't have a wide receiver issue. I mean, they have everything we talk about OBJ in Cooper Cup. I mean, his numbers, the guy's on pace for like 140 catches and 2,000 yards. And to bring this guy in, which it's easy to be like, yeah, I'll just fit in. I'll just do whatever you ask me, Sean. Deshaun kind of did that too. And then by three or four games in, he's like, I'm out. So, and Deshaun is by no means as like, I would say as toxic, it feels like, as Odell in terms of his ego is way bigger than he's produced in years. So I, I think it's a pretty big risk for what they have going on. I do, I do as well. 
I do. And, and what is the reward, right? Like, what is, can he block? They couldn't block the Titans. That, the, he doesn't, Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't help them blocking the Titans. I, I, no, I mean, I, I think the one thing with Stafford and hearing like Schrager, who I know is boys with McVay, like they want to spread it out. You know, part of what they hung their hat on when they were really good, Running they were really physical. Yeah. You know, they, they were tough. They were physical. Last year, their defense was really good. They've gotten away from that. And to me, Odell makes them softer. But it's one thing. I, I'm okay with being soft. If, look at Tampa, even though they, you know, will slam it now with, with Leonard. Is that I just, what happens when he goes back-to-back games and he has two total targets? Is, is he going to start causing a fuss? You'd be like, oh, no, it'll be cool. Well, the history would say that's not the case. I completely, completely agree. Let's get to last night's game. Um, what's wrong with the Ravens' offense? Well, I mean, last week they were remarkable, and, and Lamar was awesome. I, I have a take, Doug, just on any Thursday night game past November, I give the road team a pretty big pass, you know? I mean, once you get eight, nine games into the season, and I, I know they didn't technically have to change time zones, but that is just not an easy turnaround. They just had a knockdown, dragout game with Minnesota, which they pulled out in overtime. And then you basically got to shove the game plan down these guys' throats in 48 hours because by Wednesday you're traveling. So I, I, I don't really judge you on Thursday night games later in the season for the road team. Clearly, Lamar, they just look like they had heavy legs, which would be understandable given the, the game that they were just a part of. And I also think when you're a really bad team, you know, and when I say, you know, Miami's probably a little better than their record, but when your record's really bad, you do get up for either Thursday night, you usually get flexed off Sunday night later in the season, or Monday night, because it's kind of like your Super Bowl, you know? Right. You, you've been playing on these morning games, so I, I give the Ravens a pretty big pass last night. Oh, okay, let me ask you this. John Middlecoff, our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. John's a former NFL scout, and um, I, I'm, int- I'm really, really interested in this. You know, yes, it was a knockdown drag mount with the Vikings, but the Vikings aren't good. Okay, they had to have a miracle come a miracle field goal to beat the Lions. They had to have a substantial comeback and then an overtime win to beat the Colts. None of these are elite teams in the NFL, and I know their their defense has issues, but are people figuring out how to at least because it, it felt like last night blitz them but contain them, right, and then keep everybody in front. There there weren't the the home run balls there that there had been for Hollywood Brown and some of these dudes. Yeah. It felt like that was kind of the, the game plan, and it worked. Are people figuring out, if you have the personnel, how to play them? For the most part, when he plays his best football is when he's running wild, and then he'll throw for 300 yards too, right? Last night, to me, his legs looked heavy yeah. in terms of like he, you know, as a guy that runs a lot, and I think last week he had 120 yards on the ground, when he can't just dice you, know, you up on the ground with him by himself, it throws off their offense. So, yeah, I mean – if you can contain him as a runner, you have a very good chance to beat them. So I, that's just part of his game. That's part of the Lamar package, right? He's not, for the most part, I know he's had the games, but I think against better teams and big spots, he's probably not just going to throw for 380 yards, right, and run for zero and just pick you apart all day in the pocket. And last night, he, to me, he just looked slow. And we, we know he's not a slow player, but whether it's tired, whether it's hard, I mean, I've been a lot of weeks – you know, you've talked to a million NFL players over the years. Like, it sometimes takes till middle of the week to kind of feel fresh again. And for a runner, um, which is just, it's just a huge part of his game. I mean, it's just, it's kind of the package with him. And it's why, you know, we can debate all day long how you want to approach the contract. Part of Lamar Jackson, the contract, is he just has to be the runner and the passer to be an elite player. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, let's look at the Dolphins. Um, I mean, they can say to his fingers, not right. But, I mean, he's like a healthy scratch sitting over there. What do you make Pretty of what weird. the Dolphins are doing yeah. at quarterback? That was bizarre. I mean, to me, because any time that you say a guy is the emergency quarterback, it, it sounds like you have three quarterbacks, but he was the backup quarterback. So when you're, an emer- you're not an emergency quarterback, if Jacoby would have broken his leg on the first play of the game, he's going to play the next 65 snaps. So I'm with you. Like it's, and then he comes in the game, and there's the one – clip where he gets his hand hit and it, he was fine even Troy was like I bet he's coming out of the game because they've probably been telling everyone this he comes right back in the game and it looked fine so yeah I mean it's it's not really debatable once Glazer saying the the offer that they put like the owner and the mentality in that building has moved on from the kid it's just I mean it's a fact I mean they, they can say whatever they want but the actions say otherwise and when you watch him 
it really is. I mean, I'm just on text with just friends that don't know mu- that much about football that just be like, God, how his arm was his arm this week at Alabama. And I'm like, maybe it just looked a lot different because of the talent around him. Cause it looks weaker than it did in college. It, it just doesn't look very good, you know? And then you start thinking, I, you know, it's pretty nuts that they pass on a guy six five, two hundred thirty pounds that can run with a hose. You know, I mean, it's just it ages worse by the game. Even though Tua made some plays last night, but holy moly, I mean, it it does feel like whenever Deshaun, if he's able to fix it, he will be uh, a Miami Dolphin, right? And Tua's career will end. Yeah, uh, not, you, I mean, what, not what you, end. What do you make of the Jay Glazer report that they wanted they wanted him to settle all twenty two of those uh, lawsuits? And they, then they'd be willing to pay a king's ransom to get him. Yeah, I've, I've never been associated with uh, settling sexual assault lawsuits. But, I, you know, how could he possibly have pulled it off that fast? You know, like as the week, like you could just snap your fingers and make it go away. I mean, that's a yes. lot of moving parts. It'd be one thing if just uh, one it's, person. It's, is, it's, it's a checkbook. I mean, just you have to write an astronomical number, you know, yes. 10 million, 20 million, whatever the number is. Yes. Could I, I think they would have got if that would have happened. He just, I mean, can you imagine the blowback the Dolphins would have got? I mean, we've seen it before, right, with Greg Hardy and other guys that pay people to be quiet. Like you don't get the benefit of the doubt that nothing wrong happened, even if you are innocent. Right. So I, I it does feel like it's eventually going to happen in the sense of there's going to be some people paid off to go away unless we're just, he ends up going to jail, which would be kind of crazy or gets in, it gets in trouble. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the dolphins are just going to make the offer this off season and, uh, and get them. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox sports radio. That's the voice of, of John Middlecoff. Okay. Let's, let's look, look at some other games. Um, there are people that saying this is kind of must win territory for Kyle, especially with the Rams coming to town. Do you think that's accurate? Well, I mean, he he's in year two of a six-year extension, so it's not must-win. Like he he could lose every game from here on out. He's he's basically on scholarship for a minimum two years of Trey Lance starting next year. So yeah, no. Now, is it must-win for? He has one of the most iconic fan bases, you know, franchises with a massive, you know, fan base, and there he's getting paid a ton of money, and there's a lot of people. He went from like this next Bill Walsh figure to. Basically, every fan around here in Northern California is pissed off at him. Yeah. And, you know, some things like last week aren't totally his fault, like George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk fumbling balls. But there is some weird stuff like Josh Norman. They draft a bunch of corners, and he just insists on keeping Josh Norman. I don't know if you saw, but last week he's getting in this yelling match with Kingsbury. He gets flagged, and it's like they basically bench him the rest of the game. Then it comes out the next day, and they're like, we're not going to cut him. Like, what are you guys doing? It, to me, just feels a little herky-jerky. They thought they had a really good team. They've lost some tight games. They've also been got their butt kicked a couple times. And they're just in this weird spot where they have this Band-Aid quarterback who statistically hasn't been bad, but watching Jimmy, I think he looks pretty average at best. And people are like, well, you're losing. Why don't you play the young quarterback? And maybe it's just all on this week because if they lose, they'd be 3-6. and six. It's like, to me, it's not just a kitchen sink game. This this season, it just feels very vanilla. Like, where are all your other pitches, Kyle? Why don't you do, run some fakes? Why don't you just do something? Run a special teams fake. Do do something that no one is expecting. Definitely the other team, because the other team, it feels like, knows exactly what's coming. So, you know, I just think there's some pressure on him. They've lost six of their last seven games. I mean, it's pretty nuts, you know? I mean, it, or I guess five of their last six games. And they're just not playing very well, just period, point blank. And they were, I don't know, I mean, a pretty heavy, you know, favorite to be at least in the mix for like the NFC championship game. It is, it is nuts. I mean, it, the, the, the domino effect of, of the injuries and, and, you know, look, I, they said it time and again, that the domin like the injuries to Jimmy were the reason, and I don't think it's the only reason that they want to move on after this year, but it was a good portion of the reason. And now you see even this year when he got hurt, the domino effect that it, that it actually had. Well, and the, and the front office, and he's the boss, made some like Belichickian type moves. They traded Buckner for a pick and, and saving some cap space and doing all this other stuff. Well, DeForest Buckner is like a stud, high-character team captain. Then they end up drafting Javon Kinlaw, number 14 overall, He's, his knee doesn't work. He's already on injury reserve. He's nowhere to be found. 
they saved money to sign Eric Armstead, who's like a poor man's version of DeForest Buckner and needs help around him to be good. <clears throat> they, they've just made some moves, and they just simply have not worked. Yeah. Well, no, listen, and, and I'll point out that when they made those moves, most people said, oh, you save money and got a replacement, like, makes sense. I but, agree. But the, the problem is that, you know, the reality is free agency is like a 33% hit rate, and the draft is at best a 50% hit rate, right? Whereas you knew what you had. You may have had to overpay for what you had, but you knew what you have, and now you now you did not, and it's it's come up short of your of your expectations. Um, what, what about the Patriots and Mac Jones? I, where, where are you? Because I, I, we all knew he was advanced. We all knew, you know, mentally he'd know where the ball would go. And there are a lot of people like, man, he's the best of these guys. On the other hand, boy, the ball, see, you know how when they, when you're putting and I, I'm asking you this cause you're always playing golf. Um, you know, people say it dies at the hole. Like, that's yeah. his football. It dies at the wide receiver. Like it's getting there and ain't going any further. It, what's what's the ceiling there? You know, watching the game a couple days ago when they played the Panthers, he threw for 139 yards. 139 yards. The week before where they beat the Chargers, he threw for 217 yards. So he is benefiting. The, the team is not quite as good as the Russell Wilson, those early Seattle teams, but it's built very similarly. They have a really good defense. They have a very physical running game. And then he can kind of dink and dunk it, which he's good at. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Brady was the best version of that. But their defense, last week they had three interceptions. They had a pick six. I mean, the Chargers, they, they were in full control defensively and running the ball. So their team, and they have, you know, arguably one of the greatest coaches in the history of sports. So he's just in a very, very good situation where, like watching Fields the other night against the Steelers. They, they need things out of fields that the Patriots simply don't need out of Mac Jones. Just like if the, the game that, uh, that Trey Lance started for the Niners, like they needed more than he was able to bring. Luckily for Mac, in a lot of the games, he, they haven't asked him to do that much. And in fairness to him, they don't have, you know, Waddle and Devontae Smith and Jerry Judy out there to throw to him. But they do have two tight ends that are getting more involved. And again, really good running backs. And I would say the best thing Belichick has ever been as a coach is he adapts immediately to his, you know, to his personnel. And I, I, I think, Doug, they're playing really well. I mean, I, I love them this week against the Browns. I mean, I just – Baker Mayfield banged up. I, I know they looked good last week with no Odell against Cincinnati. But at Foxborough, now that building has some life. Like, they start looking like, are we a playoff team? And it's easy to think, well, two of our bad losses – I mean, they weren't bad losses – came against Dallas and Tampa, right, where we were just – we easily could have won both games. So I, I think that place is going to have like a – a Brady era, just kind of vibing this week. Um, Mike White seems to own the Jets locker room. Yeah. Do, do we have a Gus Farratt, Heath Schuler, um, Kirk Cousins? And I don't think Kirk Cousins ever owned the locker room, but Kirk Cousins, RG3 sort of thing going on with the Jets. I talked to an executive in the league who just uh, last week, right before, I guess he had just got hurt in that game, but he let him right down on a touchdown drive. And I said, is Mike White, like, pretty good? And he's like, not only is he pretty good, he's way better than the rookie. And he said, go back and look at after they beat Cincinnati, the video where Robert Sala gives him the game ball. And don't look at him, but just look at the locker room. He's like, the guys in that locker room think that the rookie quarterback, a little bit of prima donna, who doesn't listen to anybody. The guy's always like, he, he refuses to throw a check down. He refuses to step up in the pocket. Now, in fairness to him, he's a rookie, but he was a terrible, terrible football player this year. I mean, by all metrics, he was the worst football player in the league at his position. And Mike White, I didn't know much about him, but physically, I mean, he's got a big arm. He's big. But I've heard that that Jets locker room really, really thinks highly of him. The problem is, you know, the general manager and the head coach, they're all in on Zach Wilson. I mean, that's they're either going to sink or swim with him. But one thing I think they have to do this offseason is – and I don't know exactly, I mean, there's no secret sauce in doing this. Usually it's on the human. Is find a way for Zach to just, you know, be a little more mature and be a little more of a pro and be a little bit more of, bro, just throw it to the fullback in the flat. I mean, basic things that these other players on the team that are like thinking they're doing the right job and everyone, including myself, is like just crapping on the Jets. Well, Maybe they're not as terrible. Maybe their quarterback has just been absolutely atrocious, and that's the reason, reason they lose. Yet most people, I would say, like to just talk about the Jets, just talk about the whole team sucks. 
And that, that wears on people, you know, and I think Mike White kind of proved to everyone, like, yeah, guys, we're not as terrible as you think. Uh, last thing, how much does Cam have in the tank? None. I mean, he was done two years ago. To me, it's, I mean, I don't know where you think, but how's that not the ultimate PR move by the owner, who I'm sure is just getting crushed because they're not winning again, their quarterback situation's a joke. I, I just thought it was a PR move. I, I, do, I do, too. Like, he, he, he was, he, it cost the Patriots very little money, and they still let him go, right? So but that tells you all, and there's, there wasn't a market for him because the league knows he can't throw a football anymore. Well, you can't throw, Doug. I mean, if you can't throw, you, I mean, you can't play quarterback, right? Last time I checked. Last time I checked. Yeah. John Middlecoff, check out the, uh, the podcast, Three and Out. It's awesome. Follow him on social media. He's really good. John, thanks for joining us. See you, Doug. Have a good weekend. You too. I'll tell you which team will miss their running back more on Sunday, Saints or Titans. Find out next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we get you caught up on the stories of the day. We do so by playing a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dan Byer, what do you got? Don Byer. Doug, the game today is... Psychic. All right, a bunch of scenarios as we look ahead to the weekend. Psychic, will Cam Newton play for the Panthers on Sunday? Uh, Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Uh, I don't think he won't start, but I, do, I think they'll trot him out there figure out a way for him to maybe get his feet wet. They've got the Arizona Cardinals coming up in Week 10. Psychic, will OBJ make the Rams better? What do you see? Uh, I do not see them being any better. They're still a good team. They're going to be a good team, but I don't um, I don't know exactly how he makes them any better. I think it makes it just – I just think he's a pain. I don't. I think he's. It's not what's needed. Their issues are, um, you know, they they have some issues outside of Jalen Ramsey defensively, you know, in terms of that defensive backfield and the linebacking core, and then their offensive line. You know what? A lot wasn't made on Sunday about the confusion over Jalen Ramsey's unsportsmanlikes. By the way. Remember that confusion where like he hit A.J. Brown and then there was another uh, situation where they were jawing at each other and then the, then the ref's like, no, that was a personal foul. There's, It's different. Uh, you know, couple of, maybe a couple of uh, short fuses on the Rams now. No question. I mean, that's not surprising on Jalen Ramsey. I mean, like, that's, his, that's his game, right? He's trying to get in people's heads, but it, it just goes over the top. Psychic, what team will miss their running back more in Nashville on Sunday, the Titans or the Saints? Um, I think the Saints. I think the Saints. Uh, the Titans seem to to do pretty well. You know, they seem to do pretty well uh, without him last week, without Derrick Henry, and their defensive line was awesome. Where the Saints, everything they do is based upon the use of their running back. Right? They they just are. Alvin Kamara is running back. He's a wide receiver. They split him out wide. They get him on a linebacker. Or, or whomever, like I, all of, I believe that he's the bigger loss, especially because you don't have nearly as good a quarterback play when you're cycling through one of your two backups. Yeah, Derrick Henry obviously already out, and Alvin Kamara not practicing this week for New Orleans. All right, Psychic, as discussions continue this week about an expanded playoff in college football, Psychic, do you see in your crystal ball a deal getting done by the proposed deadline of the end of the year? Uh, yes. Uh, no, no, I do not see, I do not see a, a deal getting done. This feels like a lockout waiting to happen. Everybody's known it. It's not a secret in major league baseball. I, I, I don't see it getting done. I was talking about the college football playoff. I don't see a deal getting done there. Either. Okay. All right. Psychic. Does ben- <laughs> so, sorry. I was, I, I was, uh, that was, that was, that was funny. I thought you said baseball. I was, I don't even know why. Like, I'm sorry. I blanked on that one. No worries. Um, the college football playoff. Look, it's going to come down to what they're trying to figure out is if they can have multiple TV companies involved, right? They, they don't want just because the fear is that if it's just ESPN, that Fox and CBS, and CBS came out this week and said, we still want to be involved in big-time football. What's that mean? Well, they're going to go after the Big Ten, and they're going to go after the college football playoffs. Smartly so. Who wouldn't? And those other entities want to be involved. So I think they're going to get it done. I don't think it'll be done by the end of this year. Psychic, does Ben Simmons get traded before New Year's Day? Uh, no. Okay, how about this? I see it, I see it, I see it before the trade deadline, which okay. is New Year's Day. Sure. Psychic, does Carl Anthony Towns get traded this season? Yes. Yes. He's not the problem, but he's so well regarded as a dude that I believe he gets moved, you know? Mm-hmm. And... There's always been talk that he's the guy Leon Rose or one of the guys Leon Rose wants in New York City. I don't know because the Knicks have Knicks are kind of a feel good thing. Do they want to make that addition? But that's 
that's the guy that most feels like. And I know that John Wall is not going to play this year for the Rockets, and right now there's no other interest. But this is, and it's a ton of money. But these are the names of guys that are going to be moved around here before the trade deadline. Finally, psychic. Who wins tonight between number four Villanova and number two UCLA? I think Villanova. I'm going to the game. It's an eight thirty local start. Eight thirty. So um, I'm going to say Nova wins a really close game. Villanova. Get to that last one. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Uh, finally, psychic. Will Tiger Woods play professional golf again? I thought no. I thought there's no way no. I think yes now. I, I don't think he comp- plays well and competes, but I do think that like that's a Tiger thing. Like, I think he'll play again. Do you? That's game, yes. huh? Game yes. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Yeah, it's a lot like Kobe with the Achilles, and I know it's a far more devastating series of injuries he had in the car accident, Kobe and the Achilles. Kobe wasn't good when he came back. I know he dropped 16 his last. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 